Motivated Women podcast number eight, and take two for you and me. Um, <laughs> we were talking about being motivated, and for me it was, I have the two job interviews coming up. Yes. And that's a good feeling, and we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, the first interview I went on for the first time in 12 years um, was something of a disappointment. <laughs> And the second one was a little bit better. Let's hope the third one here and fourth one are doing okay. A couple of the things that I've been kind of mulling over, and I'm sure that you've kind of hit them too. It's like I've hit that plateau, and I'm not going anywhere, even though I'm doing the same things, um, and I'm doing the right things. I'm just not getting anywhere in the more that I look at stuff and the more that I read on different things, it's, it's a common problem for everybody. So it's not like it's just me. It's not like it's just you. Everybody hits this. And the overwhelming thing that I keep seeing is that they say variety is the key. Our bodies seem to adapt to something, and then they're like, okay, I've adapted to this. I'm not going to do any more. So they say, change it up. You know, if you're doing... Um, like a weight circuit routine type thing, change it up every four to six weeks and completely change it around, switch it up so that your body's not expecting it. It's not in that routine or that rut. Um, Other thing I found is um, if you're doing the same types of exercise all the time, whether it's walking or using the bike, you know, switch. If you've been biking, go back, go to walking, or um, if you're into running, running on a treadmill. The other thing I'm getting out of it is... um, if if you are going inside, do something outside. Now, it's kind of hard with winter, but if you're a winter person and the weather's okay, get out and cross-country ski. Go out and ice skate. Um, go to an indoor pool and swim or um, like a rock climbing wall or something like that. I mean, the, the idea, like I said, that I'm getting from everything is that switch it up. Don't do the same things over and over again. Make it fun for you. Make it so that your body's not anticipating the same stuff. Well, and then you would work different muscle groups as well, as well as keeping yourself motivated because it's something different. You're not getting bored. Right. And, I, and that's where I'm sitting right now is trying to figure out how to do that. And... Uh, for us, and I'm, like you said, too, with the weather, right now we're expecting negative 15 to negative 20 temps here in the next two days with Earth. wind chills like 40 below. So outdoors are not going to really work right now. But if the no. snow sticks around and it warms up a bit, um, I was checking out places around here where you can cross-country ski or even snowshoe if you wanted to try that. So that's what I'm looking forward to see how um, that can be incorporated to the winter routine. Summer is really easy. I mean, because you yes. have so many different things to, to choose from between baseball or um, tennis, getting out and just walking on a golf course and swinging the club if that's what you're into. I mean, there's, it seems to me that there's a lot more choices during the summer because most of the things you think about are warm weather things. Yeah, so tell me, Julie, did anybody get snowshoes for Christmas? Nobody got the snowshoes for Christmas. I thought about it, but everybody kind of just poo-pooed that idea. So I figured the the next best thing is to take them out to the place that I'm thinking of. It's literally two miles from our house. It's a um, retreat center, and they do um, day-long or week-long retreats for 
a variety of different things. It's um, Christian-based, but they do a lot of different things. But their outdoor center, they have um, trails all the way around the um, center, and it's like where we are. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so they have the cross-country trails. They have the um, snowshoe trails, and you can rent equipment there, so it's not like you have to invest a whole lot of money to, to do this. You can go there, and you can run them by the hour, by the half day, by the day, kind of get a feel for it. And right. I think that's one of the biggest things um, to getting people out there and trying things is places like that where you can try it out and not have to expend hundreds of dollars um, to see if you like it. And then exactly. if you're not liking it, you're stuck with all that equipment and can't get rid of it. That sounds like a great idea. Um, what's been going on with you just, over the holidays? Just the usual, you know, getting ready for Christmas and the kids out of school. And then my mother-in-law was in town for two and a half weeks and she was, she was going to move here. So we were busy trying to look for apartments for her. And then I think the snow and just the whole thing got too much for her. And she decided, no, she wasn't moving. And it was just a busy time. We hosted a couple of parties and had places to go. And then we were hit with the worst weather we've had in 40 years. And we got almost three feet of snow over the course of a week and a half, which for Vancouver is unheard of. And it basically shuts down this city. People don't know how to drive in the snow. We're not prepared for that kind of snow. So it's been a real challenge from that aspect. Uh, dieting, looking after weight-wise, I, I, I gave up. It, it was not a good time. Uh, but I pretty much had made the decision come January that I was going to go back to Weight Watchers. And I came to the realization, and I had it slammed in my face, and I had to face it finally that I had put on all the weight that I had lost four years ago, three years ago. So I did go back, and I've started over, and I've had a really great week, and I'm just, I'm finally in, I hope, but I, I really believe I am in the right headspace to get myself back where I need to be. Well, that's good. Oh, that's good. And it's a hard, it's thing, a hard thing to um, acknowledge and admit to yourself, and I, I know where you feel. That's where I was last year, and um, that's half the battle, being yep. there. Um, I have a question. Where do... For a place that does not get a lot of snow, where do they put it all? <laughs> uh, it's heaped up on everybody's lawns and, and, you know, it's pushed to the side of the road. We had one high school here when the kids went back to school last Monday. I mean, trying to get the kids to school because now you've got roads that have been reduced to a lane and a half in residential neighborhoods. And one of the high schools, the snowplow literally block the driveway so wow. you've got 400 students trying to get to their school the parking lot was beautiful but they completely blocked in the driveway so nobody could actually get in to drop their children off and this particular school is on a main thoroughfare so it was a traffic nightmare and we just we can't cope I was literally pulling in the mirrors of my van to try and get people back as I was trying to take my son to school the first morning and there was nowhere to go. There's just piles and piles of snow everywhere. So wow. It's been, it's been really interesting. <laughs> but it's, it's better now for the most part. You know, what's on the lawns is getting close to gone. And you're going to have the big snow piles for a while. But 
you know, it's only January. Usually we get our big snowfall, if we're going to get one, is January or February. So, sadly, I don't think it's it's over. No. Yeah, I don't think it's over here either. We had... Go ahead. Sorry. We actually tried to walk this past Sunday, and we did go... But it was a real challenge because there's still ice on a lot of the sidewalks. We ended up having to walk down, you know, residential streets and stay in the road. Was the only way we could do it. Right. We we just went to um, the mall, and I was trying to find a parking space there. And granted, they have a big enough space to get rid of snow, but they all pile it in the worst possible spots. They. Oh. They pile it at the end so that when you're coming down an aisle or whatever, you can't see around because of the pile of snow. So yeah. it's not that you can't park and that you can't get down the, the aisles and stuff, but they've decreased your visibility that you can't see anybody coming. So then it's the traffic nightmare because you keep inching out trying to see around, and the next thing you know, somebody's whizzing past you. Yeah. Um, well, we um, had we had somebody park their car in the middle of the one road that goes from the elementary to the middle school. They parked it in the middle of the road, got out, walked their kid into the elementary school. Meanwhile, it's blocked up 40 cars back. Like, they lose their minds. They do. They just, people completely lose their minds when it's like this. It, it, I don't know. It just boggles it. It's a universal I, thing we're finding, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, have you any food tips for this show at all? Uh, all like, well, not specifically. One thing that they've changed the program a little bit that I'm on now, and, and one really good tip, which, you know, again, it's all common sense, but go for the filling foods first. You know, go for your whole grains or your vegetables or your fruit. Try and focus on those foods that are going to keep you full longer before trying to reach for something that may necessarily not, you know, have some chips, popcorn, you know, you go for the things that are going to keep you full longer and satisfied longer. And that makes a whole lot of sense to that, you know, you, it's that empty calorie thing. You don't want to fill up on the stuff that's not going to give your body the fuel and energy to go along. Um, one of the things that I found, um, going back through the low, low carb Bible I bought, when I first started this, was something I, I didn't know. Or if I knew, I kind of kept it in the back of my mind. But there's a little um, tip um, section here, and it says, turn down the heat. And it says, low-carb diets pack a lot of protein-rich animal foods, which can increase your risk of cancer depending on how you cook them. According to the National Cancer Institute, cooking beef, pork, poultry, and fish at high temperatures creates chemicals called heterocyclic amines, or they call them HCAs, that may increase the cancer risk. So frying, broiling, and grilling produce the largest amounts of those HCAs. They say that baking, steaming, slow cooking, and roasting produce the least. Meats that are particularly, or excuse me, partially cooked in the microwave before cooking by other methods also have lower levels of these HCAs. And... Um, I never really thought about that before. Um, it's one of the things that I know is on a lot of people's minds um, with that diagnosis seeming to come more and more from people I hear talking about their health. 
Um, and then when I was thinking, as reading through reading that thing, is when we were thinking about um, how we cook for a family and then for ourselves, um, we were talking about the slow cooker. I mean, it's a healthier way to cook when you, when you think of that tip tip bar in this book. Um, and it just made me think a little bit about it. It's like, okay, it, it some of the stuff that is better for us does take a little bit more time, but then we need to balance it with what other health concerns you have in your family. Right. Um, but I thought it was a good tip to... Um, to bring up with, um, it just seems like I've heard more of that diagnosis of cancer lately, and um, more so, it seems of overall more GI type of stuff. I'm he- I'm seeing a lot of people with um, colon issues and or esophagus or stomach issues. So if you look back to your diet, um, again it goes back to what you were saying too, filling up on the good things, the high fiber vegetable-rich things are better for you than chowing down on really high-protein, high-sugar type things. Yeah. yeah and it, it, it can be simple changes, too, where, I mean, if your family eats rice, then sw- what we've done is we now, I make every effort to buy the whole grain or the, the brown rice versus the white rice. I mean, just it's a small thing but it's a little bit better for you, not a huge difference, or a higher-grain bread or whole-grain pastas. Right. We've, we've tried that, too. Um, I can't think of the name of the company. I think it's Barilla. has a whole wheat pasta out there, and it also has it's vitamin-enriched like their, their other things. Um, it's just nice, like you said, with the rice, though. It just gives it everything a, just a nicer texture, too, just switching to um, the wild rice or the brown rice. Yeah, just it doesn't look as blah as before. So you're besides making it healthier, you're also kind of jazzing up the appearance a little bit too. I know my kids aren't big on the wild rice. We try and sneak it in there periodically, but we're we have much better luck with the brown rice. And it's so easy. If you have a rice cooker, you just throw it in, push the button, and walk away. It's it's no fuss, no muss. A rice cooker? What's a rice yeah. cooker? Never it's, heard of it's, it. Really? Yeah. Never it's, heard of it. it's, it's a pot. Okay. And okay. you throw in with a lid. It's like a slow cooker, but it's smaller. And they, they, they can combine their rice steamer or a, ve- a rice cooker or a vegetable steamer. They're an all-in-one thing. I've never used it for vegetables. But you throw your cup of rice in. You throw two cups of water. Put the lid on. Push the button. And when it's ready, the button pops up. And it's perfect every time. Is this um, like a crock pot type thing or does it go on the stove? No, it's like a plug-in. It's electrical appliance. It's like a crock pot. I'm going to have to look for it. I've never heard of it or seen one. Yeah, and it's great because it, it, it you know, it's done. There's, you don't have to worry about it being too mushy or not cooked enough. It's perfect every single time. Sounds very nifty. Yeah. We'll have to check that one out. Um, I was thinking of other things that I've seen food-wise and... Really nothing different. I've stuck with um, snack-wise with the um, Quaker rice cake type things. They have a variety of flavors. Those are good. I'm getting to the point now where they're not there for me anymore because the kids are eating them. (laughs) Now, you had an interesting tip this holiday season. Christmas was over, and you decided, which was a smart thing to do, to clean out your cupboards. And what (laughs) what did you do with your baking? 
with my baking. What did you do with your baking? How did you get all those calories out of your house? (laughs) Well, I sent a couple tins out where I gave them away. See, that's a great idea. And I still get to bake and do the stuff I like. Yeah. (laughs) Did the kids get any of what I sent you? Yes, they did. Yes, my son had some today. Brianna's not a big um, tart kind of person. Any type of filling, anything that textures a jelly or a jam or anything like that, she's not a big fan of. But I had a couple and then said, no, no more. And then Brody's had a few and Rod's had a few. And then we lost a few because of just the shipping and the damage and the bit of the tissue paper got in them. But um, thank you. That was very sweet. You're welcome. Yeah. We were, I was trying to... Um put those together the best way I could and I tried the plastic wrap which was worse yeah and then I go in here um but that was the best I could come up with yeah no um, it was good terrific um trying to think I'm trying to think of other things and I think this is a very short show because I can't think of anything else okay well we'll start um, off start off easy <laughs> we're going to have lots to go on if we hopefully get a job and get Dale through therapy here. Yeah. I had to laugh at Olivia today, though. Dale comes home and she's like, you're not moving your, your arm and doing your exercises, Dad. She called him on it, made him stand there and do his exercises before she let him out of the room. See, that must be an eight-year-old girl thing because I think my daughter would do the same thing. She's nine now, right? Yeah, Olivia. Yeah, she just turned nine. Yeah. 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 They definitely keep you on your toes, those little ones. Don't they? Yeah. That's good. See, we all need to be watched out for. (laughs) Keep Dad on his toes. Well, I'm thinking for now that that... Well, it's really weird listening to that echo. And hopefully... To all you listening, Dale will fix that in um, post-production. But I think we'll end Motivated Women number eight now. And hopefully the goal would be to get another podcast done in about three to four weeks. Sounds good. I'm thinking with both of your schedule, my schedule, starting a new job, hopefully, it'll be much better every three to four weeks. And if, and if anybody has any questions or they want to get a hold of us, um, do we have, no, I'm looking, <laughs> frantically looking, going, I didn't get the phone number. <laughs> well, they can get a hold of us by email at mwpjulie at gmail.com. And nwpcrystal, C-H-R-Y-S-T-A-L, at gmail.com. And the rest of it, we'll have Dale edit in. Excellent. So, thank you for coming in tonight, Crystal. Thank you, Julie. So let's drive